Welcome back, everybody. Another episode of Down the Beat coming at you live with your host, the most John and Lifika, aka Chow Stacks, Chow Honey, Feek Day, Feek Daddy. What it do, what it does. I was watching, like, I was picking some clips today for the website. And oh, nice. I was, I always start at the beginning and always just get this intro. And as much as we roast it, I don't get tired of it. Well, we don't roast it. We, like, sometimes we, I was we just, roast I've it. always, I always just wonder if I should. Just switch it up or go back to being normal but like you know, <laughs> it's just it's too far in we've come too far we're at do you, we're at 109 episodes now eh fuck 100 or that cheese no actually maybe like 115 oh, i'm not quite so i'm not quite upsetting. sure yeah no we missed the 100 mark no we are not yeah bro. dude because i've been looking at the podcast like, i think if you look at the like amount that load and then it's like show 109 more episodes so i think See, we're at 90 like, episodes we're at ninety. No, dude. No, 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 no. That's what it says on. It's what it says yo, on yo, Apple. Use the, like, this is a riveting dispute. Maybe the listeners update can update it. Update it. I swear to God. Down to the wire is on one hundred and five. It's seven plus. See all one hundred and nine episodes. Uh, so see all one hundred nine episodes. So we're at one hundred nine episodes. So sorry for missing <laughs> you guys on the hundredth episode. Damn. <laughs> That's well, our what bad. was the hundredth episode? Fuck if I knew, man. It was all like right. ten episodes ago. Damn. And that's 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 how we're kicking this off. I, the actual way we're gonna kick this off is I just read something by uh, Complex that said that it was an article written in 2019, but they said that cheese that listened to hip hop aged better than any other cheese that listened to music as well. And the the <laughs> <laughs> the, the music listened. the music that it arranged from was like Led Zeppelin's "Stairway to Heaven," arguably the best rock ballad of all time. And Mozart's Magic Flute, and I don't know that song, but I oh, bet you it's a good song. It's it's probably crazy. It's a pretty good song. Mozart slaps. Yeah, I think uh, it's like an opera or something. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. I, I don't, don't doubt it. There's this like techno song that I've listened to called Magic Flute. It's pretty dope. But, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> Tribe Called Quest. We got it from here. Helped this wheel of cheese age the best when given to a blind taste test. I imagine that's how they did it, right? Like that that's obviously yeah. how that's you just how made you, this up. Well, I, I imagine <laughs> that's that's, that's 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 how you would have to do it, right? You let you <laughs> not even read from the article. We have it right up in front of us. No, that's it. We've read the first two paragraphs, but I mean this is it's like the thing where they like say like play music for your babies before they're born. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. How I don't understand how that shit's actually supposed to work. Like your baby's gonna come out smarter? Is that the whole thing? Yeah. Mozart. How? I don't know, bro. (laughs) I'm just going to do it. I'm a podcast host, bro. I'm just going to do it. Yeah. Put headphones on the stomach, you know? Yeah, there you go. Oh, man. I just... The cheese thing, that's that's weird to me. That's awesome. Like, you said that it was compared to a bunch of tracks and it aged the best to... Tribe Called Quest. Tribe Called Quest made cheese taste better than Led Zeppelin or Mozart. Crazy. So just let that cool. sink in. That that sound bite right there is all you need to know about this story. Not, is what it what type of cheese was it? Coleman. I, I don't know. It's Swiss. Swiss cheese. 
It happened in Switzerland. Probably Swiss cheese. Probably. You know, that'd be on brand. What were you going to say? No, um, just, I don't, how did they pick which songs they wanted to play to the cheese? Like, was it, were they, did they determine Well, like, Stairway to Heaven, like, you know, I bet you if you asked, like, call this family feud, you surveyed 100 people, 100 people on the board. I bet you that. I would I would guarantee that like seventy percent of people would answer with Stairway to Heaven being the best rock song. Okay. I don't know if Mozart's Magic Flute's up there like that, but like you know, it could be a dark horse of the like yeah. classical world. I don't know. We got it from here. Great track. Yeah. Great yeah. track. So like I that's that's kind of like I understand why that's something. But if you were to like throw out like if you were to go by like genre and then yeah. throw out names that are like the greatest of all time, yeah. you would go like maybe Beatles, Queen. Yeah. But you like know, no, Stairway to Heaven. Jay-Z. I think Stairway to Heaven does that. Magic yeah. flute, I don't know, but like Mozart, <laughs> Mozart. We got it from here. Like that's a like that's that's a good a great song from the hip hop world. Like, what are you gonna play that thing? Like, fucking. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, uh, there's no way I'm gonna play Rolling Peace to him or like uh, to the cheese <laughs> to or like him. I'm <laughs> providing the cheese as a man, but there, and there's no way I'm just gonna play like I don't know what's like a. Like, there's no way I'm going to put, like, P-I-M-P to the cheese. Like, there's... N- we Got It From Here seems like the best song that you could pick. Yeah. To, like, make cheese age finely. Feeks, what would you play your cheese? Yeah. I don't know, man. Obviously... I feel like, I feel like I'm fat guy right now when we got... Then you should be sitting over here. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. No, I'm joking. <laughs> but uh, I would totally play... I'd play Happiest People in the World Wide Web to my cheese. Yeah? Yeah, it's just a go-to. I think I would play Best Day Ever by Mac Miller to my cheese. What would you play to your cheese? I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wrong answer. All right, let's move on. There's our intro, folks. Oh, we got neighbors. Oh, it's Racco. All right, let's go to our uh, let's go to our first. What are, we, what are we getting to first here? So we're first off going to talk about this new album by Squeak Pivot and MFM Mellow, or should I say MFM Mellow? And Squeak Pivot. I don't know if you're supposed to say Moth Fucking Mellow or MFN Mellow. Yeah, but I think it's just MFN. MFN Mellow. I, I think if it was Moth Fucking, there would have been a K. Yeah, right? You know they yeah. It only makes sense. Anyways, it's a collab album between him and Squeak Pivot. Um, these two are... I actually thought it was pronounced MFN Mellow. MFN Mellow? You thought it was two people. Kind of, yeah. I was a bit confused with it. but like I didn't think it was two people, but... like. You know, because the N would have been a capital if it was MFN metal. Or like you know what spaced I mean? out, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. no. Anyways, they just dropped uh, a uh, um, little collab project here called En Route. Uh, it's like eight tracks or something, 17 minutes long. Super, super quick listen. And quite... What we like. Yeah, no, that we're, we're with that. Um and if you're going to just go so, like if you got a 15 minute drive throw this on <laughs> do it there's two interludes you can skip them and then you fit the whole thing in there in 15 minutes it's it's a great length it's old a, school interlude is pretty dope though mm-hmm, like, it's mm-hmm. funny it is good yeah. it is good i love those interviews where you got like that crazy uncle kind of yeah. like the um yeah that's exactly what like, it was like it was the one like from uh asap ferg's always strive and prosper album it's like uh meet my uncle or the uncle skit whatever oh, it was man. that's a fucking i love that skit yeah, it just yeah. kills me anyways what did you think about this album um honestly uh i thought it was pretty dope uh compared to the 
previous albums we've been com- listening to, like Makami, mm-hmm. the the Medhani one mm-hmm. and stuff. Uh, I felt like lyrically it wasn't as it was that up, level. Yeah, it wasn't up to par. Um, like them. It's exactly what I, you said. I think it's a nice. Uh, if you got if you're taking a 15 minute drive, it's a nice mm-hmm. music to jam to. Mm-hmm. I thought LL Cool J. Best that, track. That, oh, that's your best track. I I, I think it's because it, that was the first single they released from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really fucked with it. Um, save yourself is probably like the best track I think as like a whole, like as an actual track. But LL Cool J was definitely like if you're gonna play a song off this album so that people are like okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. like for like a young session. You know what I mean? That's yeah. that's the track you're gonna play. Yeah, honestly, LL Cool J, that track was the song that reminded me of Chew, reminded me of, of Chewy, Chewy Interest. I thought okay. that was very Chewy Interest style. Uh, shout out to them. My favorite song on the album was Baller's Life. I thought Baller's Life was actually hella cool. I, I there's the wordplay in that I thought was probably like mm-hmm. one of the best in the project. No, that's so. I got into MFM Mellow. I don't actually remember how exactly I got into him, mm. um, but I, I think it was Pivot Gang. I think I got like I was fo- like I was looking at Earth Gang like related people or like sounds like. Oh shit! They found the Pivot Gang. Thing. Pivot Gang is uh, a group between uh, who's Saba, Fresh Waters, MFM Mellow, Squeak Pivot, and Joseph Chillinghams. Joseph Chillinghams. I think I I think I'm saying that right. Anyways. And then Day Day Pivot and then Damn Damn, who are producers, as well as Squeak Pivot. He's a producer as well. Um, anyways, it's four lyricists, Saba, Joseph, Chilliams, Freshwaters, and MFM Mellow. I got into these guys kind of on a whim. I really fucked with MFM Mellow and then found some of his stuff. Um, and his two albums, Melodramatics and Everybody Eats, really fucked with them. Really, really fucked with them. Um, so kind of just kept exploring that. Followed him on Instagram, saw this was dropping was invested and i liked it i thought it was dope um what but did you like, think of uh, the collab guy with him squeak What's squeak it? pivot squeak pivot. i thought the production was dope yeah, i thought yeah. it showed a very good range oh um, was he just the producer i think so oh, i'm pretty damn. sure squeak pivot yeah squeak pivot dj producer wow wait maybe i'm wrong no nah, i think you got it bro I, I thought that's I thought that's what it was. I didn't I didn't think Squeak Pivot had lyrics on it. I could be wrong. Yeah. Now I feel like a fucking idiot. Nah nah nah. Because I didn't hear like I, I, I it only sounded like MFM Mellow. Yeah, and I, yeah, I like yeah. I, I like I listened to him right. Like it, it only sounded like one voice on there. Yeah, it was tough to do a bit of research on these guys. I, they keep it super them. low key, right? Yeah. There's there's they're small following, small small gang. You know what I mean? Saba being the biggest one. And he, he, if you're looking at Instagram followers, as like what you're going to base your following off of. He's still only like 300K, which the grand scheme of rap. That's is, these, though. It's, it's, it's these. It's better than us. <laughs> <laughs> nah, like, I've, I, that's just crazy. The fact, because you said MFN Mellow had like 6K. 6K. So, you 6K, know. 6K, 7K. It's crazy. I, I like this. His other albums I have found have definitely been much more lyrically advanced than this. Mm-hmm. But I thought this was dope because I've been waiting for an album to drop from one of my favorite artists right now for a while. I thought it came out at a good time for me. As well as... It's just, it's right now, season's changing. You know what I mean? Like, right, en route, right. it's getting season's hot changing. Outside. We're getting ready for the summer to come. It's just, it's it's a vibe. It's bars. It's it's enough. It's a different variety of tracks. It's 17 minutes. It's digestible. It's everything you could really want for an album right now to hold you over until, you know, the summer kind of comes. It's a good transition album. Yeah, I would say so. I would say, I say, Hello Cool J is like, that intro is 
exactly what John's trying to like portray right now about this album. Mm. Um, like I like I said though, lyrically, I think it could have been better. For it, sure. Like, but I don't. I I've, I've never really listened to MFM Mello and neither Squeak Pivots um, musical production mm-hmm. previously, uh, which I will do now on. Uh, which I will do from here. <laughs> on it. <laughs> yes, because. Uh, I want to dive in more into them. You said this first album, the first album. What did you say the first album was called? His first album, Melodramatics. Like, that's the one I got onto. MFM no, the Mello. other one. MFM Mello, his other project. Melodramatics, his first one. Oh, sorry, the other one? There was another one. Everybody Eats. Everybody Eats. Everybody yeah, Eats yeah, yeah, yeah. is fucking sick. I dived into that one a bit. I'd like to listen mm-hmm. to that one a bit more. But yeah, man. Uh, eight tracks. Take out the interludes. I'd give this album a good... Uh, out of 10, good six. Yeah, I'd give it a 7.3, 7.2. Yeah. And and seven, like, I like that we're rating a little harder now because it feel, felt like before I'd be like, oh, I don't know. It was pretty good. 8. Oh, 8. I mean. 8.9. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, that's interesting we were, to think because. We were, scared, we were scared for everyone to hear what we were rating their shit. But now I think that, no, I think we're giving out much more fair ratings. Word. Just, just let the record know that I think we're being much more fair because yeah. uh, this, this is one of my favorite artists right now, but I don't know. I, there is definitely things to um, do differently on this album that I would have done. Mind you, I am. In. That's crazy. So this is one of your favorite artists right now. Yeah, he's been one of the most interesting, like ones who like when, like, I don't know when, when I see that MFML is dropping, I go and look. Mm. So you know uh, I mean? when did you say you found them? Probably like four months ago. Nice. Gang. Four months ago, I found Pivot Gang. Kind of just branched out through him. He was my favorite voice on it. Found him. Okay. Kind of got into his albums, and yeah, ever since then, it's been a bit more. I I've always been. I followed him on Instagram because I wanted to like know when he was dropping. Keep up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I I fuck with him, and I think his old projects are better than this one. Wait, I even thought the Kobe Jordan on one one whim was good too. Yeah, that was a good track. Yeah. That was a good track. All right, next we're gonna just talk about quickly this Tyler the Creator kind of rollout slash i don't what, what would you even call teaser. this teaser yeah yeah you know uh, so a while ago so he po he like a week or two ago there was a billboard that went up in la and it said like call me call me sometime if you need some call me if call you get me lost if you call me if you get lost that's yeah. what it said and the number on it was like a reference to something if you called that number i don't know what happened but people were like posting on reddit that they were speculating this was going to be a new tyler the creator drop anyways the internet did some dark deep digging figured out that it was probably going to be a tyler creator drop and not a week later he posts the hotline you call it you get a snippet i called it the other day it's pretty dope that's sick it was pretty dope it yeah. was cool i was taking poop I, was like, I had five minutes to spare i was like fuck it i'll call it yeah see what's saying and then today he dropped a teaser music video i guess slash yeah, teaser music video for like, his album to come. And the the song slash teaser was called Lumberjack. Oh, that's what it's called? That's what it was called. Okay. And I have to say, pleased. Cool. Pleased. Very pleased. Visually, it was very cool and all Visually, that. Visually, it was dope. Yeah, but he two days or so before that, he dropped like another video on the gram where it was just like hella aesthetically cool looking. You know, he was mm-hmm. all dressed up, all formal how he is on his like pink whip and yeah. shit. And he's just making out with this chick, just absolutely eating her face. And then that was that was the video, like, hmm. um, and it looked like it was kind of the same set as this video that just dro- lumberjack. Right. Right, you said yeah, it? yeah. 
So yeah, I thought the lumberjack track was dope. I I thought, like you said earlier, it was a good combination of uh, Cherry Bomb, uh, Igor, Igor, and, and Flower Boy. Scumfuck, yeah, yeah. So yeah, man, it's nice to see a fusion of all these styles coming together. Uh, man, like and. I love Tyler, bro. Like when I saw him at Camp Flog, I, that was one of the dopest experiences. Bro, I, I, I one of my favorite artists, and I, when I saw him too, I remember yeah. just being like, like just like in awe. Yeah, bro. I was very high, yeah. but like I remember just being like, "This is, <laughs> I, I will never be happier than this right now." You know what I <laughs> just mean? Just to see where he had come from too, like yeah, uh, starting out with Bastard and, and shit like that with mm. that album, then. To now see him host his own carnivals and shit. Mm-hmm. It's nice to see. I do wish that um, the themes... Like, he's he's really good at, like, switching it up per album. Mm-hmm. But the, I feel like there's always a consistent theme. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's Tyler's style. Like, like this, what we saw in that video, it was nothing really different from what we've no, seen it, from tyler you i know? agree it, it was like the like um who that boy video or like the wolf yeah the wolf video where he's on the bike and he's got like what what's that song fuck um what she Sorry. no 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 uh oh my god what's the song from from wolf where he's on the bike singing and he's got that same face like the same yeah, play yeah, face yeah, you know yeah, what i mean yeah god damn it that's gonna piss me off Coleman. he's like in the woods and shit yeah like. yeah and then he's sitting on the couch and he talks about clancy okay he gave me the chance to see uh uh just search up wolf move yeah yeah no it wasn't okra no oh i'm never gonna find it i'm gonna be pissed next week i'm gonna start the pot <laughs> off of this regardless this this whole it did look like he was grabbing from other aspects of his career and which i'm not mad at i'm not i'm not because this guy's so creative the, that's the, the thing is he though if he's repeating shit you know he's it's repeating like, it's shit. like now his well like you don't want to admit that his well is running dry but like every he he is like he's definitely schematically evolved like, his career yes. to a point where igor seems like the peak of what you could do creatively as a person of him like as a person of like i don't think so no because that's like that's that's kind of taking like the singing and lovey route yeah that he took that- where he could have just taken the cherry bomb route full on you know what i'm mm-hmm, saying and mm-hmm. evolved that to another level like he 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 took he took it to like a beautifully production yeah like mushy kind of level which i respect do you think you did it too early no 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 like I, I think it's all i think all his uh steps that he's taking all the different evolutions that he is taking like are dope and all mm-hmm. and are w- happening exactly when they're supposed to happen i just feel that um him creatively like he could uh, you know like with every with every Kanye album, it's something completely fucking different. You know what I no, mean? No, I I agree, but like if you look at Kanye as like a on like a growth chart, it's a very different idea than what uh, Tyler Crater does. But every album, he's kind of a new Kanye. You know what See, I mean? I feel like like college dropout and graduation Kanye, kind of the same. My beautiful dark twisted fantasy Kanye. College and dropout and graduation Kanye 
are completely different, different like, sonically. No, different making, sonically. I even, agree. Like, I themes. agree. I no, I agree that. But Kanye in the media, Kanye as a person, when you saw him, kind of like the sameish person. Those, like w- when you look at uh, Cherry Bomb and Scumfuck, you see a little bit like y- y- it's a like it's not like they're the same person, but there's definitely a lot of traits between them. You know what I mean? Like Bastard and Goblin, Tyler Creator era then, I think is a very similar Tyler the Creator. Just like how I think... Uh, Actually, yo, when you're talking about back then, uh, the evolution of, like, completely forgot about Bastard and shit. Like, yeah. the evolution has been... Yeah. Like, like Bastard and Goblin are same kind of time. Like, you, when you think of Bastard co- Tyler Creator and Goblin Tyler the Creator, it's same same kind of steez. Supreme sweater with yeah. the five-panel hat yeah. and the jean shorts. Yeah. If you think about now uh, Cherry Bomb and uh, Wolf, you think of kind of the same Tyler. You know, he's getting more creative. He's kind of branching out. If you look at Igor and uh scumfuck you you start to see scumfuck as he like ramps up this creative to get like you know what i mean like it's f- more feminine more flowery y- and you like know it's all, like you know he's going sunshine he's, and sunflowers he's going and, back like he, he's fully switched from 180 of stabbing bruno mars in his goddamn esophagus yeah, yeah, to yeah, now yeah, yeah. preaching love no, no, and no, just no, no, equality no, no, no. you know what i mean Facts. like i think i think his his but his, what i'm saying now is I'm ready for the next step. I am too. I am too. I I didn't like Igor. I'm ready for him to move on from that. I don't want the whole con like the whole. I cons- liked Igor. I didn't like the whole concept of it though. I thought like that would be a cool alter ego, but I don't know if that was something that you should like base your like whole thing on. You know what I mean? Like it it was cool for a time being, but I was glad when Tyler the Creator started to show up in public without the wig on. <laughs> right. I don't know. That was that was a weird time for me. I like I'm glad that album did as well. He got his Grammy, you know what I mean? Like mm. that's dope. Um it's crazy that that's what he got it from. That, and that pisses me off a little yeah. bit cuz I thought all of his albums before that, you know, obviously some of them aren't as digestible to people. Um and digestible being the word that I use for that because like bastards a hard listen for <laughs> anyone in the academy, you yeah. know what I mean? But so I think like obviously his most like I don't want to say family friendly, but listener friendly of all generations. That was obviously going to be the album that did that for him. But it's just, a sh- I, it's not a shame, but like for me, I would, I wish that recognition went to like cherry bomb or uh flower boy. I respect that. You know, what about you with Mr. Biggest Tyler fan in the room right now? <laughs> I don't know. I'm excited about it. I think it feels like, been like the proper evolution you know what i mean like it feels like he's tying yeah he's tying some like threads together with what you said like it feels like a combination of some vibes yeah i kind of agree with that yeah um it feels like he's tying like the story of like igor kind of up and then transitioning especially with like visually the aesthetic yeah transitioning into like kind of um like that period between like Flower Boy and Igor too, yeah, like the Caliuchis features and That's stuff what I was like say, that. That that that, that video like reminded that. me a lot of that Caliuchis feature. Yeah, you know. So it feels like he's coming into his own a little bit. He went off on a bit of a tangent with Igor, maybe. Confused. He's like now a little bit grown up after Flower Boy. It feels good. It feels like he's where he should be. It does feel natural. I'll give it that. And like that's what I mean. I called the hotline. We can call it right now. Fuck it. It's free music, I'm pretty sure. Like, you can just give it a ring. 
Ooh. Tell us what to expect while you do this. That's that's the snippet on the phone. So like that sounds yeah. very Igory. That's very Igory. With that's a little bit like the beat is Igory. Call me, call me, call. Yeah, me. but that's, that's not ego. What that's is that? scumfuck. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Flower Boy, right? Like it, it's that vibe. But like with, yeah. the, with the song in there, I th- or the beat in there, I feel like it takes on that kind of Igor. It feels like Kaliuch is Tyler a little bit. A little yeah, bit. and I'm that's, down for that. Because yeah. that feels I, like. No, I'm not down for that. No. I'm not down for that. I'm, not I'm down more down for, for ego, but I'm not down for no Tyler Cali Ta- Uchis vibes. Alfredo He's Tyler like Creator, like that shit. Like I love his. I love his. I was loving his features when he was doing like the actual features. Like the the Alfredo feature was fucking dope. Oh, word. that's a great song. Yeah, that was a great feature. There's one other. Yeah, one I thought that he I'm had the weakest of. verse on he that. He did track. have the weakest verse, but I would so much rather see him there than I would. Like on, he like, a back Kali then, Uchis he song. wouldn't have had the weakest verse. Bastard Tyler would oh, not have he, had the weakest verse. He would have just like I, Martians I, versus like, Goblins yeah, feature exactly, Tyler the Creator. Wayne, like he was oh. able, he was able to keep up with Wayne on that and ship. The game, bro. Like, yeah. like exactly. Oh, yeah, no, so, that's facts. Definitely. Like he's all like, tr- he's like, I don't want to say trying to be like Drake, but he's trying to like mix the like singing and like yeah. everything like Drake does in, in a unique way, in his you know way. I mean? But yeah. like, man, like not when you're with Freddie Gibbs. Don't do that shit when you're yeah. with Freddie Gibbs. Like rap, bro. Like. Like you, you're gonna you kill made Freddie it, Gibbs. You made <laughs> fucking Cherry Bomb. Like l- lyrically, that was such a crazy. That album. was a great like, album. Yeah, and sonically. Yeah. All right, we're moving on. All right. We didn't even do an outline at the beginning of this episode, eh? No. We got. To, I was too excited. Because you didn't make one. I didn't, and I was too excited to do this. I called <laughs> you earlier. I was like, "Get here soon." I'm excited to do this. Anyways, we're talking about the Blues Brothers, folks. This is why he's excited. The fucking Blues Brothers. This is a top five movie for me. My parents showed me this movie when I was like fucking 12, 11 years old. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this movie, it means a lot to me as a like whole movie. But as a musical, I guess it's what you have to call it, right? This is like the one of Dude, the... Dude, yeah, I was surprised. I was, I was like, whilst I'm watching it, I was like, this is low-key, a young musical. It eh? was. It was. You know, when I... When I the, the church scene yeah dude ending with james me, brown bro. with james yeah, brown bro. that was nuts and like that's the best part about it is it's a musical but it's not an annoying musical yeah, yeah you know yeah, it's yeah. not show tunes it's not yeah. hairspray yeah it's it's actual like blues music soul music with actual soul and blues icons in it like aretha franklin ray charles ray james charles. lee hooker uh fucking like i said uh what was James ray Brown. charles doing again in the movie he had sunglasses he's pi- on yeah he's the piano he's the guy who owns the music shop ah they come yeah, to yeah, get the yeah, amps yeah. from him right the kid right, tries right. to sneak sneak in and steal the guitar and he shoots yeah, right next to him, yeah. He's, and he's blind yeah. it's so fucking genius bro fucking yeah, and there's some crazy cameos in it steven spielberg's a, car- a cameo in it holy yeah he's one of like the in. cops in it uh John John Candy is the cop, the lead cop trying to catch them. Uh, fucking Carrie Fisher, Princess Leia. Yeah, is yeah, Carrie Fisher. Ago. I wanted to say that. Yeah. I, that really got me. Ab, she was Buddy's like love interest. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah she oh, shot a bazooka at the guys. Yeah, bro. the time, <laughs> the bombs and everything, dude. Yeah, no, oh, she man. was sick. That was lead. Shout out to K- R.I.P. Carrie Fisher. So this movie essentially came as a. Uh, 
it came from Saturday Night Live. It wasn't like a Saturday Night Live sketch, but they started doing this. The the Dan Aykroyd and uh, John Belushi, Belushi were two two of the first. Like when Saturday Night Live started in the seventies, these two were two of the original cast members. Wow! So they started their comedy career together. They got along really well. They did a bunch of sketches together, and they started the Blues Brothers in I think nineteen seventy eight or maybe seventy seven, and they used a lot of the band that uh the house band from saturday night live because saturday mm-hmm. night live has a house band that plays music to make the transitions much smoother and the band was full of like actually amazing musicians bro like if you look up the cast list of the blues brothers bands these are all very prominent musicians at that time they played in the saturday night live band um a lot of them were the founding uh band or the founding house band at stacks records who uh did a lot of uh the which, which was a huge soul and blues recording label at that time. So a lot of these guys were the backing band for um, Booker T and the MGs, which was a very influential band of that, like the 60s, 70s. These guys, these guys knew their way around their instruments. Boy. So these guys, and this movie essentially started because they, they gave this, they, they recorded an album called Briefcase Full of Blues. The album's great. If you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. It's it's crazy because I heard that these guys weren't even like the best singers, but just the energy that they would bring to so, like the music was so insane. So Dan Aykroyd was a mm. terrible singer. Yeah, he's a terrible singer. If so you that's record- why Man was on harmonica. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. John Belushi was a fucking he. He's being um, what's his name? Paul Schaefer, Dan Schaefer, I think was the drummer at the time for them. He didn't get to play in the movie because of conflicts between his two contracts at the time. But uh, he was the he was the drummer, I think, for the Saturday Night Live band, and he said that John Belushi was he could hold his own with any artist or any singer ever. Like he was like, I've played with very strong singers before, and this guy could hold his own in it. So John Belushi does the majority of the singing um, for the Blues Brothers, and then there's a song called like Rubber Biscuit that Dan Aykroyd sings on, and he just has like <laughs> backing out backing vocals and just you know, just novelty songs because the, the Blues Brothers, so he has to obviously have a song or two or have some role, but yep. he was on the harp most of the time. He did the, like, kind of ad-libs, you know what I mean? And uh, just made sure that the energy was there, but John Belushi was the driving force behind these guys. And if you don't know who John Belushi is, you really need to go Hella sick when check the movie started, when he just comes out of prison Jail? and, like, the sun's just on him and shit. Yeah, the, when he's, like, the, the, the guard goes, one... Uh, what i forget what the condom brand is he's like one trojan he's like one trojan soiled he yeah, lifts it up on a pencil condom. or on a pencil this is this floppy old used condom so gross. but yeah no these this is uh dan Aykroyd's canadian oh shit yeah dan Aykroyd's canadian do you know that that vodka that looks like it's kind of like crystal head vodka the one that's sold in the bottle that's clear and it's like looks like skull? a skull yeah he's a co-founder of that and wow. it's made in Newfoundland. Shout That's out to crazy. all my East Coasters. Potatoes. Um, Prince Edward Island is what you're thinking Fuck. of there, bud. Fuck Prince Edward Island. Shout out to everywhere on the East Coast except Prince Edward Island. Um, anyways, the Blues Brothers started... Like, it wasn't a revolution, but like it was probably... When you think of movies that are so influential of their time, this movie is like the epitome of that. We didn't get to watch it together, but I love that you texted me <laughs> after and we're like, dope fucking movie. Nah, it was dope. 
mm-hmm. it was hella dope i really appreciate it because uh you know it like you said even on the genre on netflix it, it goes under classic movies mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and I, I actually stumbled upon this really cool review on the movie mm-hmm. uh shout out Sch- Sch- schmuckmeister or something like that but he just talked about the idea of leaving a legacy behind mm-hmm. etc and uh it was really cool what he said he was basically s- relating to legacy being this like what is legacy right it's all it's basically like immortality like living on forever and it was going into how immortality is only achieved through the hearts and minds of others still living today mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i thought it was really dope um this movie was a perfect example of that i thought that it was able through its uh through its legacy of it accomplished so much, you know, uh, it like it revived blues. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you got people back on the blues. Um, we even did a bit of research that um, it got the city of Chicago to allow movies to be filmed there again. Yeah. After the Mayor Marley ban, Dolly. which is crazy. Daily. 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 Sorry. Sorry. Thank you. Um, I thought it was sick. <laughs> just fuck how they just trashed malls. Dude, and- <laughs> that, that mall was abandoned. So that was an abandoned ass mall. It's crazy. And they, they shot that scene at like 3 a.m. I just, I watched an interview with Dan Aykroyd and they said that they went to go shoot it and John Belushi was missing. So he found like a footpath into this neighborhood. The only house that had lights on, he went and knocked on the door, was like, Hey, I'm looking for John Belushi. He's like, yeah, he just came in 30 minutes ago, raided the fuck out of my fridge, and he's still asleep on my couch. <laughs> this John Belushi was like the biggest, like he he was like he was a party animal, eh? dude. This he died on like speed balls, which is like heroin and cocaine mixed, mm-hmm. and then you inject it in yourself. He died at the Chateau Marmont, Marmont super famous hotel in L.A. But uh, he he was like. Uh, yeah, he was like the rock star, movie star kind of guy. Keith yeah. Richards, actually, I just read a thing where he's talking about John Belushi. He's like, he just didn't know how to handle his drugs. And that's, I, I guess, sadly, how he died, right? Keith Richards' buddy from... The Rolling Stones. In the book, he mentioned Belushi. No, I watched it. I, I just read like a little interview thing with oh, him wow. recently. But he said, he was talking about John Belushi and just said he was a good guy. He was funny, but he just didn't know how to handle his drugs. Damn. Anyways, John Belushi alone paved a way for physical comedy in like this guy was a big boy but he'd be cartwheeling on stage yeah, yeah. Fucking, doing those backflips in the church was nuts dude, <laughs> I, I wasn't him but like yeah, yeah, shit yeah. so <laughs> funny bro the actual like gospel church scene like <laughs> james brown singing do you know, shaka khan's like the lead lyricist or lead soloist in that in that uh do you know shaka khan yeah, yeah. wait was he the the minister no no that's james brown shaka khan's like the female singer she was like the the lead soloist in the band she oh. was still very unknownish at that oh. time, but she's again another huge name in it. Yeah. Anyways, this this movie did so much for I I don't I don't even like so it did so much for so much like it did so much for just like comedy movies, uh, the city of Chicago, blues music, yeah, uh, Saturday Night Live. Like it was it was an all encompassing movie that yeah. even just like the. I, the use of like the Illinois Nazis was Dude, hella so hilarious, funny. you know, especially because like so it's so, such an old mm-hmm. film. I like how they just got the idea of you know turning something into comedy rather than like fearing the Nazis and shit, yeah. you know, which was hella dope. So 
the the crazy thing too about it is that it was like a better attempt than Jojo Rabbit. Wow. <laughs> bold claim. <laughs> Jojo Rabbit's a sick movie. That's I know, a bold I know claim. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I mean, Jojo Rabbit was all about Nazis, so. This is just a bit about Nazis. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and just um, another thing that I actually found I found out, which was really cool, just a little fact. The, um, all the car chases. Fuck, which I was, knew you were going to say Yeah, that. which was ledge. First of all, they destroyed us. It was a record of most cars destroyed in a movie. Damn. It held a record, and the only movie to break it was Blues Brothers 2, (laughs) and they beat it by one car. (laughs) That's jokes. That's jokes. Do you think they did that on purpose? Yeah, they did. Nice. I definitely did. Yeah. You don't do that by accident. Yeah, of course. So I found something here that said the musical choice in the chase Mm -hmm. was supposedly uh, would fit a high octane sorry like this is me purely reading off what i read this from the musical choice would fit a high octane chase sequence but uh this was intentionally to make it seem as if the cars themselves were dancing to the rhythm and the groove that's why like you know the soundtrack in it during the chase and all that was this is the director's you know creative fucking like that, goal, that makes sense yeah that you know? <laughs> makes sense. that's crazy i read something too and like it's just a, it's a widely known fact about it is that this movie costs so much more to make than they thought it would. Dude, it costs like twenty something mil, 26 like six million dollars, yeah. which is like eighty million dollars in today's money. Yeah, like, yeah, it's and fucked. it was only supposed to cost sixteen million, and then when they com- when uh, Universal commissioned it, they got into a bidding war with Paramount. Universal took it, was going to give them ten million. They said no, we need sixteen million. And then by the end of it, it cost twenty six million to shoot the whole thing. Dan Aykroyd showed up to the first like he he had to write the movie. They just bought the idea. He didn't even have the movie written by that point. He'd never written a screenplay, and no one would give him help. He wrote a three hundred and twenty four page screenplay, and it was yeah. just like a free verse poem. It made no sense. Um, and he brought it to the meeting in the like f- he put the cover on it as like a yellow pages phone book Word. because of how I thick heard it was, it was. Yeah, thicker than it was a fucking how thick page. it was. Yeah. He put it there. He brought it in. That's crazy. And I actually heard that. They they <laughs> it was it's like three times longer than any screenplay ever written. And That's... then the the director Landis Michael Landis is that his name? Uh, John Landis. John Landis. Sorry, yeah. John Landis had to. T- it took him two weeks to whittle it down. To be a hundred, like to a hundred some odd pages. Yeah, that's what it was. That's ledge. Shout out to Blues Brothers. I went and saw them. What? I saw them because John Belushi died, but his brother Jim Belushi plays in his place. And with uh, Ackroyd? With Ackroyd. And I went to see, my dad took me to the Truro uh, Blues Fest when I was. 14 13 14 years old because matt mangle was playing there and that's one of my dad's favorite uh artists um so he took me to the and blues brothers were like the main act there they took he took me to this and then on the final night it was the blues brothers and it was a fucking dope show and they had the blues mobile there one wow. of like the 16 they purchased and i got wow. my picture with the blues so mobile. what that old cop call yeah because i didn't even yeah. see the og yeah yeah, blues mobile, yeah that's right? that's the blues mobile wow. and they had the siren on the top i'll take all <laughs> rope down yeah it was one that's of like jokes. the og ones but yeah that's and i fucked with that bro when they jumped the bridge everything like, dude it was like movie. one of the most expensive scenes <laughs> ever shot in comedy musical movie history 
Nah, it was worth it. You can see it was it was a big film. Yeah, and the the, the music in it is Chef's Kiss. Yep, dope movie. Check dope it out. Yeah, the r- Thanks for tuning in, folks. We'll catch you next week. Peace. Bye.